You are now listening to the SMC Wrestling Podcast with your boys, the smart, Caleb Baldwin, the mark, Carl Irvin, and the contrarian, Rance Morris. Believe in the pod. What to do, everybody? It's your boy, Rance, a.k.a. Ray Ray Cash. Uh, We are here with our uh, January 20th edition of the SMC Wrestling Podcast. We're a little shorthanded today. We had some internet problems. So uh, Caleb isn't with us today, but guess who's back? Back again. Curvin's back. Curvin's back. Okay, okay. Yeah, tell all of your friends. Yeah, I'm back, guys. I um, I miss you so much. I promise. It's uh, I don't know how I've lived life without yes, you the does. last very month. happily, very happily. But um, yeah, <laughs> very happily, no doubt. But we are definitely minus Caleb tonight. Some issues. Um, that's okay. We're gonna slog through it. We need to get we need to get something out for you guys to listen to. It's been it's been too long. Even though it's been like a week, I think since y'all put out the Wrestle Kingdom podcast, but um, to hearing my voice, it's been too long for sure. So here we are, we made it. It's a late night edition. We're up late doing this, but uh, you know, we're doing it for the people. So we're, we're people power. No Johnny Lawrence. No, when you say I did it for the people, it's not like Rikishi. I did it for the people. That's a good point. Yeah, we, we did it for the Rock. Okay, fair Hashtag enough. Hashtag Carl back, by the way. Uh, and yeah, before please. the rumors start, Carl and Caleb do not have beef because I understand it's weird that one week Caleb's on with me, the next week Carl's on with me, and neither's on together. There is no beef. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, well, I feel like I'm the Phil Jackson of this group, making this thing work. We are all good. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, there's no beef. Me, me and Caleb, we pick on each other a lot on Twitter. If you follow us on there, you'll you'll see that we like to give each other a hard time. But I, there is really no beef. It's just one week they did the Wrestle Kingdom podcast. I was out of town. They get a chance to watch it. They wanted to get it out there. So, you know, they did it. And then this week, internet issues. Caleb was actually talking to us earlier before we did this. And so, but his, yeah, his internet is just, it is not having it, so we gotta we gotta work on that. You know, hopefully one day when we get really popular, we can just move him somewhere where he's not in the middle of fucking nowhere, and we can get him some real internet connection. How about that? It works for me, but when you live in rural Honduras, GoFundMe, GoFundMe, get get Caleb out of Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb is not in Honduras, but I'm not gonna tell you where he stays. But nonetheless. Uh, yeah, you got your boys. This is the Outsider's Edge edition. Those yeah. are always interesting. We are, I feel like we're getting old, Carl, because we used to be controversial. Yeah, now now we're just sleepy. <laughs> well, I've it. always been sleepy. It's just you can hear me sleepy on it's the true. podcast instead of just you hearing me sleepy when we're, when we're typing. Right, right. But um, I also, uh, let's, let's, we got to handle some business first before we get started. We uh, got some changes to the pod coming. We're not gonna. We're not going to talk about that yet. You will get an anchor. Yeah, we shout out to anchor uh, from one of us 
pretty soon, probably within the next week or so, because we're changing our format. We're trying to update with upgrade with the times and to acquiesce to all of our schedules because we important people. Yeah. Uh, so you'll get more information on that sooner than later. But uh, keep that in your minds. We want to give you the best content we can give you. And uh, we got some interesting stuff coming for you. I know I've kind of said we got some stuff coming. It hasn't quite happened. That's kind of the nature of the beast with Rance, Carl, and Caleb. But it's all right. Yeah. Because we're doing know, better. We still, listen, we're still in the first year of this thing. We started in what, August of first last six year? Months, bro. Yeah. First six yeah, months. Ago. So, I mean, we're still working the kinks out and it's not perfect. And, you know, we all got different things going on in our lives. But eventually, it will get on a platform where we are level and we can get it set the way we'd like to. I think it's just a matter of time. Uh, so bear with us because we promise that when we do put something out, it's going to at least be worth listening to. So we're not That's trying to, yeah, we're not trying to be lazy. I promise you all three of us are very passionate about what, what we are, what we are talking about. Um, you know, we just all have different things going on in our lives. So we'll work it out. We'll work it out the best way we can. And hopefully what we've come up with will be good for the current time being. And then we'll see how it goes from there and see how it resonates. So, yeah, be on the lookout. Also, before we get started, more business. Social Suplex in Germany is going to kill me because I'm not going to get this completely right. We're running some. We're running a uh, T-shirt giveaway. If you follow Social Suplex uh, Podcast Network on Stitcher or, or Podbean or Apple Podcasts or any of those, and you give a five-star review as he would say, put us over and leave a actual, like a, not just the five stars, but the actual review and send us any of us the email, Jeremy at social suplex, the SMC podcast is email.com. Send us an email, hit us up and let us know that you did. You will be entered in a raffle and we will buy you the wrestling shirt that you want and send it to you. We'll get your information. We're going to do a raffle or something like that. So out of, yeah. out of curiosity, am I eligible to get this t-shirt? You might be because you don't record anymore. So <laughs> you are a fan. Yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not even part of Social Suplex anymore, guys. Sorry. I'm just – I'm a guest now. I show up once a month or so. Yeah, that's just – Maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, I don't – You know, I, I, bought, I, I bought you a Shaman shirt like last year, so you're good. That's enough yeah. for the year. And the um, chain, brother. I still got that too. Yeah, I bought him the chain. Yeah, that's friendship. Oh, and uh, the pop vinyl. Damn. This is a good friend right here. I'm a good friend, man. You know, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only business I can think of now. Anything else comes out, we'll throw it out at the end of the podcast. But uh want to get that out there so you guys know what's going on. Again, we will be in New Orleans, all of us, except for Ricky and Clive. Sorry, guys. Next year, maybe. But oh. we'll all be in New Orleans. Uh, they'll be with us in spirit and on phones. I'll call them something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, but we're going to have some day, uh, hopefully, where I plan that maybe we'll go to a restaurant. We did it with uh, Chad. Shout out to Chad from LOP, Dr. Dr. Chad Matthews, the doc. Yes, sir. And we had a big meetup. And we just met with some fans, got some drinks, ate, and hung out. I'd like to do that for Social Suplex this year. Maybe even joint Social Suplex Lords of Pain type deal. Yeah. Just meet with the fans, hang out. You know, it ain't we're not, we're not famous or nothing. Well, Chad's famous. But yeah, Rich might be kind of famous, but we're not we're not famous or nothing. But, you know, hang out, get to know your boys, ask us any questions, talk some bullshit, 
you know, I realize I'm a controversial dude. I say some weird stuff. So you want to check me on my shit? By all means, we good. It's all love. So uh, we'll figure that out in the upcoming months. But uh, we'll be there. So holla at us. So let's get to the business. Yeah, let's and, get to um, what's best for business. Let's do that. You know, that's so funny seeing as we're starting on a Daniel Bryan story. Absolutely. Uh, I love how I'm just this is just storyline real quick. We get to the actual crux of the issue. Excuse me. I um I think it's hilarious, though, that Brian, who was the guy who was pushed down the card storyline wise, because they love him in real life. If you don't know that, but oh, pushed yeah. down the card storyline wise because he wasn't quote unquote best for business is now the guy who's playing the best for business role in his role as a general manager. It is great storytelling to me. However, we need to talk behind the curtain for a second. I never have been one to give credence to the de- to the betting WWE lines. If you're betting wrestling, like bro, I do not begrudge anybody for doing anything they do in their life. But if you bet wrestling, I need to come up with some better hobbies for you, dog. Like, it's <laughs> wrestling. However, what has the, tr- the, the prevailing theory is, when the truth is, past few years, the betting odds, the highest bet- best betting odds normally is the person that wins. And the theory behind that is some guys who know the answers or know the actual, you know, winners of certain things will go. And bet a lot. And of course, you know how Vegas is or whatever the betting place is. They're going to they're gonna make the best odds to save their ass. So they don't end up paying everybody a million dollars or some shit like that. Right. Well, apparently it's been the, it's been um, it's been asked or brought up backstage that Daniel Bryan, who still is not cl- medically cleared by WWE, which we will talk about, is that someone's pitched for him to to win the Royal Rumble this year. Right. And because of that, some people backstage have bet. And Daniel Bryan now has the third highest odds to win the Royal Rumble betting line-wise. Right. Now, I need you to understand that, no, this is not being recorded in 2014-15. This is January 20th, 2018. Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan is married with a kid Brie Bella has breasts. We are. This is a different world, <laughs> and we are still talking about Daniel Bryan possibly winning the Royal Rumble. While my head explodes, I would like for Carl to take over and tell me what he thinks because my head is about to explode. Okay, so pre-head explosion. My thoughts on this are kind of clear. As someone, as 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 Rance mentioned. If you gamble on wrestling, we need to get you new hobbies. And I agree because I like to gamble. Friends, listeners, brothers, sisters, I love to gamble. And there is one thing that I will not do, and that is bet money on a predetermined entertainment show. Never Which can change happen. at any time. Which can Correct. change at any time, right. by the way. That's not happening. So, with that being said, there's a few things I do know about the gambling world when it comes to betting. I know that they like to put fun little things out there. They call them prop bets, like fun things like who will score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl? What will be the first score? And they'll put like the safety will have the best odds, right? So like 
if you think a safety will be the first score in the Super Bowl, you might get paid 200 to 1 on your bet. Uh, but if you think a field goal might be the first score, you might get like 5 to 1, right? Yeah. So it's more likely. Like that. Yeah. So with Daniel Bryan, you might initially think, okay, you know, they throw him on there for fun. You know, oh, what if he came back? What if he got the clearance? And so I they bet. might put him at like 1,000 to 1, right? Something crazy. And that will build bets. The idea is to get some crazy odd out there that will make people spend a little bit of money because it's so far-fetched that they know that no matter what, they're going to make some money on the bottom line there with that bet. So you want to know my honest opinion about this? This is, this is what I think. And I, I could be completely wrong. So just, you know, don't take what I'm saying as gospel truth. I would hope nobody does ever, but what I think is I think someone in Vegas is a WWE or a wrestling genius and understands that Daniel Bryan's fan base is so – what's the right word? They're so – Ridiculous? I'm sorry. That, that didn't uh, come out. My bad. I'm sorry. If you want to use ridiculous, no. they're that's so fine. Hardcore. They're, they're so They're passionate. so hardcore that yes. he said, you know what? Let's try something. Let's put it out there that Daniel Bryan is a – I don't know what the odds are. I'm about to tell you. The odds shit. are 4-1. to 4-1. to one. He's okay. third. Still, he is currently third. So, I'm going to read the top 10 to y'all after Carl finishes talking. But, yeah, he's 4-1. He's, okay. he's All right. That's fine. Let's, let's just assume that Daniel Bryan is – he's 4-1. to one. So, I'm going to assume that someone that we thought for a long time, like a Roman Reigns or a Shinsuke – are in the same range, she, maybe a little bit higher, maybe a little bit lower. Two second best okay. Eyes. Yes. Okay. So there you go. The idea in my head is, okay, we're Las Vegas, right? We don't want to put Daniel Bryan on there because he's not clear to wrestle. We don't want to put him at a thousand to one. Let's put him at five to one. Let's fuck with the general public. We know he has a hardcore fan base. We know that they are itching for him to come back to wrestling in some form or capacity. We know this. If we bump him to a five to one and people know ahead of time that our rankings, our odds tend to happen, then we can convince the public to bet more money on something that there's no fucking way. Because a lot of people might bet five bucks on a thousand to one, but a lot more people might bet a hundred bucks on five to one. If that makes sense. And this is from the gambling man's perspective. I think, and boy, if Vegas calls me tomorrow or if a mob man comes to my house and I get made, whatever, I'm telling you right now, I think it's bullshit. I think it's a sham. I think these booking sites are learning the wrestling curve. They're getting more involved and knowledgeable on fan bases. And I think they're trying to get your money. I'm just being honest with you. I think there's zero credence and zero really inkling of a thought that he's going to be in this Royal Rumble. I'm just letting you know that right now. And I could be 100% wrong. And if I am, feel free to let me know. But I'm just telling you right now, well, I think okay. it's a point so to get your on. money and you need to shy away. So first, I'm going to re- – and I know yeah, Carl right. didn't want to hear it. So if you want to close your ears, go ahead. But uh, the top 10, Rollins is 10 with 16 to 1. <laughs> Corbin is 9. Corbin is 9 with 10 to 1. Uh, Orton is 8, 10 to 1. Okay. Finn Balor is seven to one. Seven. Uh, 
Right. Who's mm-hmm. your favorite wrestler? Braun Strowman is Go fifth. Ahead. Braun Strowman is, is fourth. It's sixth. I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse I get me. it. At 11 to 2. Your top five. Starting from okay. five going down. Cena at 9 to 2. My dark horse, who I actually think could possibly win it, Dolph wow. Ziggler is 4 to 1. Daniel Bryan is also 4 to 1. Wow. Roman is 5 to 2. And Shinsuke, who's been the outright favorite of this most of the year, if you're not a Roman Brock truther, is six to four. So we've talked about right. the betting side. Okay. We've talked about how Vegas, and of course, by the way, Las Vegas doesn't do WWE bets. This is all England. Um, so I'm on Patty Power right. right now. If you guys are curious, um, but we've talked about that. We've talked about how. <laughs> You know, um, people behind betting can kind of up or can move up a better, move down odds, move up or down odds to play the system to get you to put more money in and all that. We've talked about that. Y'all needed to know that so you can understand the thought sure. process. Let's let's talk about the possibility of this really happening from a wrestling perspective. Number one, Daniel Bryan isn't cleared. This we this comes we might as well have this conversation now first. Let's get this out the way before we go any further. Okay. There was so much controversy right now with Daniel the whole time with Daniel not being cleared. And it's coming up even more for two reasons. Number one, Daniel is very very open and outspoken that he's going to leave when his contract's up. So he can go wrestle. They just offered him a new contract where his downside is what a main event wrestler would make to not wrestle just so he won't leave. That should show you that they care about the guy. All you who believe that they hate him, they offered him probably about a million downside so he won't leave. So he won't wrestle. But, okay. Secondly, Paige being, that's in which we'll talk about after this, Paige seemingly have to retire because of her injuries. So, the Daniel Bryan situation is that he's gone to all these other doctors who have told him that he may not be at the peak of his health, but he is still in better health than most of America, mentally, at, from a brain standpoint, and physically, and that they've cleared him, the WWE doctor, who their main doctor, the head of WWE doctor is uh, Dr. Joseph Maroon, who you might know him from the movie Concussion, who was the guy who was behind on concussions and why the NFL got the lawsuit. So I think he knows better now than to mess with concussions. Right? I think he's probably caught up on that now. Um, they haven't cleared him. Brian has also been open about lying about how many concussions he's had. He's been open about lying about having post-concussion seizures, and he also admitted that he lied about having lesions on his brain. He has also since admitted that the lesions, they don't know what those might, what those are. So a lesion isn't something that, you know, is, could be dangerous, well, that is guaranteed to be dangerous. It's just something, it's a spot in his brain that can't be explained. Okay? Um, so I'm laying out the facts. So everybody else has cleared right. him except for WWE, whereas Paige... Uh, Paige's personal doctor did not tell her she couldn't wrestle. They advised her she shouldn't wrestle. Paige has been wrestling professionally since she was 13 years old. Paige has scoliosis. Paige should have never wrestled in her life to begin with. 
She shouldn't have. With scoliosis. Bumping at 13 before her spine has had a chance to fully form and heal and grow correctly because we all know when you go through puberty, you physically grow. So she was messing her back up while she was getting to her adult body. Um, But her doctor just, she mentioned her doctor said you probably shouldn't be wrestling. And the world took that as, well, y'all let her come back when she shouldn't be wrestling in the first place. WWE has a terrible training staff. No, she was cleared by everybody. So there's a big difference between me saying, Carl, you shouldn't pod tonight, or Carl, you can't pod because I'm not going to let you. It's different, but there's a difference. Well, you know, a good example of this is and I don't know how many sports fans we have out there, but uh, me being a diehard Dallas okay. Cowboys fan, I can tell you from experience in the late 90s. Uh, Michael, not Troy Aikman. Michael oh, Aikman yeah. actually, yeah, took a took a hit in Philadelphia, where his it fucked up his spine, and the doctors told him, "Hey, listen, you're fine. You can go play football if you want to, but this injury, if something happens to aggravate it or it happens again, you might be paralyzed for the rest of your life." And sure. he had to make a decision on his sure. own. You know, he was cleared to go out there and do football activities, and he chose to retire. So this is similar in that regard. You know, I mean, she's being told, "Listen, you sh- probably shouldn't do this." Like, yeah, it could be a detriment to your health. But you know, we can't tell you not to because you've got clearance. I mean, your body says it's okay. So it's a it's Absolutely. a it's a mixture of Absolutely how you agree. feel about the science so, of it, I guess. You know, if you again, really believe we're trying to lay the cards on the table so we can give you the things full like picture. that. So, given the Daniel Bryan situation, and he has been so adamant and so anti-authority and so blatant, like he he'll tell anybody on TV. He talks about it like I'm gone, like I'm gonna wrestle, and I respect his fervor, his passion for wrestling, but like fans need to understand they're. Even even yeah. uh, our own Rich Latta has said that he believes that while Daniel is injured, I don't think any human being believes he's not. He's admitted as much with his mouth that everything that he said, that WWE has said, is true. So let's point that out there too. Brian has never said WWE has lied about the situation. Uh, but Rich, no, but fans, fans. Well, they have no reason to. Really? Yeah, no, I get that. I'm just saying, like, yeah. look, we all know one thing yeah. about Vince McMahon. He's about money. And he knows that Daniel Bryan brings in money. He's not an idiot. Okay? This is – he's trying he's to protect his performer. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone yeah. has to say about that. Like, I, mean, right. I care what you have to but say. The reason I say that's because – no, know, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to argue. I'm bringing this up to say that. I know Rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and he, he did an anchor about it today yeah, or yesterday. He believes that – it was a convenient situation for them to push there to the back burner to get the yes movement and all that out of the way for Roman to rise. And I know a lot of fans believe this, which is why they think that they won't bring Daniel back because they feel like Daniel will take over the show again, which he will, uh, and won't allow for their quote unquote golden goose to continue to be pushed to this amazing, amazing, un breakable level that Roman's at right now being that he's in the mid card 
with with the IC title, but that's another conversation. But anyway, so Daniel coming back to win the Rumble, he's not even cleared. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say WWE does clear him because if you're Vince, and I'm, ta- I'm talking this out, so please interject when you want. Let's say that Vince sits back and says, "I right, look." And by the way, I need to—I ne- I really need to express this to y'all because I—I I am so passionately against this man wrestling that I'm actually offended by some of you who think he should and don't care about his well-being. You swear to be his fan, but you want him to go out there and do something that is almost guaranteed to put him in a worse spot. So you know, no offense to anybody personally, but like. That notion offends me. Like, and I say that because we just got past Chris Benoit. I guarantee you, if all of us knew where Chris was back then in 2004, three, whatever year it was, if we knew where he was, everybody would have been begging him to retire. I know this. I know this because we want him back now. We wish that Nancy and Daniel were here. I know that. I wish that Eddie was here. Eddie's death still bothers me, right? So I know if we could tell Chris to chill, go get help. Stop wrestling. Stop doing the diving headbutt every night. Oh, who does diving headbutt? Daniel Bryan. Stop diving out to the out. Stop diving out of the ring. Um, you know, and 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 landing on the guardrail. Who does it every night (laughs) besides Chris Benoit? Oh yeah, Daniel Bryan. Stop taking these flat back uh, these flat back missile drop kick bumps. Oh yeah, who does that too? Daniel Bryan. So I'm just saying the parallels are so similar. Daniel is a quiet, introspective kid from a small town. Uh, Chris was a quiet, introspective kid from a small town. Everybody, Jericho, Malenko, Chavo, his best friends have told you nobody knew Chris was losing his mind. I'm not saying that Daniel is losing his mind now. What I'm saying is Daniel has been giving a blessing that he had to take a hold, a pause in his life and reassess things. And my fear is I'm not, I don't think he's going to die in the ring like Pero Aguayo, rest in peace, my, or Misawa, uh, how you say his name. I'm not, rest in peace to him too. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying things are that dire. What I'm saying is, is that we are, we are in danger of him ruining his future livelihood and with what we know about CTE and uh, concussion syndromes people are killing themselves athletes, Junior Seau uh, other guys they're killing themselves but they're shooting themselves in the chest so that they will leave their brains there for people to study that is a terrifying thought now, I guarantee you, I guarantee you yeah. that Daniel Bryan has just as many knocks and bumps than Jurisayo did. Because Daniel's been wrestling full time since he was 18. So all, I'm, so all I'm saying is that like, we should want Daniel to be yeah, healthy. I, mean, like, yeah, I want to right. see Daniel Bryan come back when he's 60 and make appearances because he deserves that. He's worked so hard for that. Now, let's go with the thought process. And again, please jump in when you're ready. Let's go with the thought process that Vince realizes that I had to deal with the, with, with the Benoit situation. I just am really getting past that. 
right? Uh, the world is dealing with the concussion situation. We're just really starting to get past that. Daniel Bryan is important to me as a person, but more importantly, important to me as a businessman. He makes money. He's a huge commodity. I don't want him to leave and go to another company and one, make them money, but two, also put himself in in danger because one, I care about him, but two, yes, he cares about Daniel Bryan, but two, if he does get hurt and does his 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 livelihood does get changed or dramatic, dramatically ruined, right? The public backlash is going to be on Vince for not stopping him, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there'll be a lawsuit. Oh sure, you know I'll I'll jump in here. Okay, here's here's the thing we kind of have to realize about this, and I know we kind of probably need to move, but yeah, here's here's the thing. Daniel Bryan, he's going to do what he wants to do, all right? If he, if that means he wants to wrestle somewhere else because he's so passionate about it, then he's going to leave the WWE, okay? And we got to be ready to accept that. We also need to be ready to accept the fact that Vince McMahon understands the gravity of the situation. A lot of us like to say, okay, Vince is a senile old man who doesn't know shit about anything anymore, blah, 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 blah. It couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and even if he was, he's got people in his ear that that are around him and can speak to him. Triple H, you know, notwithstanding his daughter, Shane, both people. Okay. His fucking Daniel Bryan's wife. All right. Let, let's, let's think about these things for a second. Okay. Who, for, the record, this, who for the record has come yeah, out and said she's behind him and whatever he wants to do. I do, we do need to point that out that Brie, who was the biggest detractor, has flipped and said that if he does it, I'm okay with it because I want him to be happy. Right. And, and you know, that's the ultimate thing. It's, it's, it's with anybody. You know, people will tell you what you should and shouldn't do. At the end of the day, it's your decision. And so if Daniel decides, you know, rants, you know, I'm not, this is not me saying, ha ha ha. But no, you don't I want don't to see him wrestle again, right? Yes. For his own benefit. Not that he can't, but, but I don't want to see him die. if Daniel Bryan – right, right. But if Daniel decides that's what he fucking wants to do, you and I are nobody Absolutely. to tell him he can't, Absolutely. right? I mean, just like anything else. Um, but that doesn't mean that the WWE has to make themselves responsible for that decision. I'm sorry. Like, I know people think that Vince is a stick in the mud who has this – hatred for small guys or something, which has been proven to be untrue so many well, times. It's not the small guy thing anymore, Carl. It's the indie guy, but continue. Right, right, right. Whatever narrative fits. But I. But what I'm saying is, you know, at the end of the day, Daniel's going to do what Daniel wants to do. And WWE is going to do what they think is in their best interest too. And I try and tell people this all the time. I hate to harp on this because I know nobody really gives a shit. But there is a business decision that has to be made. You have to think about the long term here. If something happens to Daniel, as Rant said before, lawsuits, you know, backlash, all that stuff. And is it worth it? I don't know. You know, to Vince, it must not be at this present time. You know, you it go. must not be worth it. So 
We have to accept that and understand that no matter what we think, unless you are that specific 1% out there, he's a better, better businessman than we are. He knows more about business than we do. He's making the best decision he can make for his bottom line. And that is going to be the be all end all at the end of the day. It all comes down to that. Think about your own daily lives. You make decisions and there, a lot of them are based on monetary value, you know? So this is, that's the reality. And I'm a fan of Daniel Bryan. I like Daniel Bryan. I wish I would, I wish he was wrestling right now, but healthily, healthily. Yeah, a healthy Daniel Bryan. Exactly. But what the WWE decides to do is what they decide to do. And if he goes and wrestles somewhere else, if you're a fan of him and you want to see it, enjoy it. Okay. Enjoy it. But try and be weary. Try and think of these guys and their families a little bit more as opposed to just, you know, your visual hunger as it were. That's really all I have to say about it because I think there's just the dynamic to this is so crazy. And to be honest, I just want to one more thing before we move on. I don't think he's going to be in the rumble. So if you're putting your well, money on it, I think you sh- I don't think you should. That's just me. I'm, that's the, well, I'm glad we got to that point because I know I, I harped and I kind of ranted, but I wanted to set the full scene. So let's get to that. I think the rumor is true. I don't think he's going to be in the room. I don't think he's going to be in the rumble, but I think that, that they are talking about putting him in and clearing him. And I'm going to tell you why. I think that Vince is smart enough to realize that if I let him, he's going to go. He's leaving. He will leave. I think he's smart enough to realize that if I acquiesce Daniel and I protect Daniel, give him a part-time schedule, let him wrestle 10 matches a year. I don't know, right? Something manageable. No you no house shows, no right. random Raws or SmackDowns, only major pay-per-views. Put him with guys I trust. You know, uh, make sure he's – Daniel swears he's changed the style. I don't believe it, but make sure that the agents make him change his style. Ban the diving head, but whatever, whatever they got to do. But I think that Vince understands that if I got him under my under my – eyesight my wing i can see him i can protect him i don't want him to leave and go out there because if, if if daniel leaves he's going to ring of honor in new japan if he goes to ring on ring of honor in new japan he's going to kill himself because new japan is look at shibata right new japan is just vicious in your face you know and god bless shibata because shibata should be right now one of the best wrestlers in the world with championships and doing everything he wants to do like he's worked for for the past 20 years but he won't ever wrestle again because he goes so hard and headbutts everybody and does these things that are unnecessary in in wrestling while this it's a pure it's a puroso thing i get it it's unnecessary right. and but now god bless the man he can't ever wrestle again you know a god willing a, a miracle so Daniel's going to do that. That's what they do in New Japan. He knows that. That's how he likes to wrestle. So I, I do think, I don't think he should be in the Rumble because that's a whole nother can of worms. Well, it's, it's, it's the can of worms of, oh, Daniel's he in it. He better win. He better win. He can't lose. Yeah. So I wouldn't have him back. Wins, it doesn't matter who it is. Even if it's just gay. Even if it's just gay. It's ruined. That's a it's bad ruined. idea terrible idea just like it was terrible in 2015 when he came back shouldn't have been in it now i don't think he's gonna be in the rumble but i i do think that the rumor has credence because i think i do think after everything i've said that vince is gonna let him wrestle again he might he very well might 
which is where the people who took the rumor and moved the line got it from. I don't think he was ever pitched to win the Rumble. This is just me conjecture, me thinking. I think he was pitched to come back. And people are like, oh, she was coming back, got to be in the Rumble, right? That's what I think it was. But I I think we we needed to get to that point too because if he if he's in the rumble if he's in the rumble, bro, it's 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 bedlam. You what the hell are they doing? If he's, if he's in the rumble and he doesn't win, they fucked up. I'm sorry, like he has to win. I, I mean, he really does because, yeah. like you said before, if they put him in the rumble, he doesn't win. <laughs> I mean, whoever wins, whoever they should think about this. Who's a darling right now? Maybe like a Finn Balor? Shinsuke. Shinsuke. This is who we've wanted to win all year. If if Daniel Bryan gets in that rumble and doesn't win and Shinsuke wins, it's not going to be well received. I'm sorry. Like, I think people need to understand that. Daniel Bryan could be in the ring against Stone Cold in 1997, and he would still – and Stone Cold would be hated and booed if he threw out Daniel right now. Yeah. That is just where we are in the world with Daniel, with fans thinking he deserves it, with fans loving him, with everything around the situation of Daniel. You know, the storyline was so great, people believed it. People really believe the company doesn't believe he's an A-plus player. Couldn't be further from the truth. But anyway, yeah, I think that there's credence to the rumor. Call me crazy. No, I mean, you're not crazy. I'm not saying there's no credence. I just don't see it happening. Put it that way. I think if you're betting money on it, you're wasting your dollars. That's well, if you're betting opinion. any money on anything involved in wrestling, you're wasting your sure. dollars. But that's just sure. So we already, uh, moving on, we already kind of talked about Paige. You brought her up, but I did want to give her the respect of talking about her situation. So Paige has apparently been asked to uh, retire. And the it's been reported by almost every outlet out there that she is retiring. However, WWE hasn't, WWE hasn't said that yet. They've just gone as far to say that she's injured, won't be in the rumble. And I'm sure it'll come after the rumble because the rumble, the women's rumble is such a huge right. magnanimous event for women everywhere. You know, I mean, we never thought that women would ever main event a show, let alone get a rumble match. So it's such a, it's such a, of importance that I'm pretty sure they didn't want to, you know, muddle it down with, you know, the negativity of Paige not being able to wrestle anymore. Uh, so I, I want to give her respect. Um, I was critical of some things she went through last year. Not, I was not critical of her and the leaks because she had nothing to do with that. Although I, I, I do think it was disrespectful for her and to have the moment with the title, but that's that's really doesn't need any talking about, but you know, her actions, um, in in in, uh, in terms of her and Alberto, uh, her walking out on the job, her showing up at other companies on television, like I just really thought she was really immature. And to her credit, she's earned all the respect back because she's owned up to everything she's done negatively. And I really, really, really felt like she was back in back on the right track of her life. She's twenty five. God bless her. I'm twenty nine. You know, I really thought she was getting back on track and was gonna go back to being maybe the biggest star in the company from a female perspective, you know, she had all the, there's nothing holding her back. She had a movie coming out about her. You know what I mean? Uh, so to see her not be able to do what she's wanted to do her whole life, 
what her mother still does and her father still does and her brothers do. Like it's, it's depressing and it's sad. And my prayers and my thoughts are with her. So I want to talk about right now, I thought she was going to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I thought going into WrestleMania, forgive me for fantasy booking. So I, I, I was thinking that uh, it was going to be the four horsemen versus the four horsewomen. I was thinking that it was going to be some mix of Ruby, Charlotte, and uh, not Charlotte, Ruby, Naomi, and Carmella. I thought Alexa and Nia would finally have their match at Mania. And I thought Paige would win the Royal Rumble to wrestle Oscar, who would win the title from uh, Alexa. So now Paige is out. It it throws everything out of there because uh, that was the mess they were surely setting up for at some point. Also, we have to think about the fact that uh, uh, what's her name? God, uh, Mandy and Sonya Deville were her minions. She could, she, I mean, she could still manage them, but it's not the same. Well, I feel like they were probably brought up because of her. I mean, the injury. That's just me. Like, well, I mean, like, I feel like those two were brought up because of her. Like, okay, we want to start this this stable with Paige. Let's find two new faces to do it. These two might be the best options. And maybe if Paige doesn't come back, those two would never come up. Like, not never, but not as soon as they did. Mandy, Mandy was, Mandy was, she, we knew she was coming, Mandy. Um, Sonya, maybe not as soon, even though Sonya has a good game. Right. And Sonya's actually really, really, really good in the ring for someone who's been wrestling. Yeah, she is. For someone who's wrestling to the amount she has, two years or however long. Um, but that's the see. So look at the two stables, Absolution and the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad is a vehicle strictly for Ruby. Makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. They don't match. They don't have chemistry. It's just it's just a mess. Ruby just needed some minions. And while Paige is established, and yes, Sonya and Mandy are her minions. They have a purpose. They, she trained them, she raised them, and now they're back to help. Right. Her. So uh, I don't know, man. I just it it, it sucks all together, and uh, I hate that Sasha's getting the backlash. Although it comes with the business, Seth had to deal with it. You know, Sting got retired. People hated Seth. Is what it is. Seth broke uh, John Cena's nose, and even the world famous Bret Hart came out and trashed him. Is what it is, man. It's Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Balor. Even though Finn has admitted that was his fault. Finn should have took the bump. Yeah, he he took the bump yeah. better. But people will still joke about that, that Seth is the reason for that. Yeah. To this day. Still. Even after Finn's come out and said. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, and, my thoughts on Paige. I don't, I don't know if you had more to add no, there. No, go ahead, please. Oh, okay. Uh, I initially thought Paige was going to win the Rumble. Uh, I know who I think is going to win now. But, you know, we'll save that for later. What I want to say is, you know, in terms of Paige, because I don't want to get into this in the way we did it with Daniel Bryan, I feel like it's it's unfortunate, obviously, because I've always been a pretty pretty big fan of Paige. I felt like the sky has been the limit for her Absolutely. to go. She came in, and, and, I mean, she came into the WWE, she won the title, you know. She came into NXT, she won the title. She came into WWE, she won the title. I mean, she's... There was something to Paige from the start. 
Uh, she had some time in her life when she was a young woman doing things that, you know, whatever you feel about them, you know, if you feel like she shouldn't have done them, whatever, you know, what would be considered to a lot of people immature decision. And that's fine. That's part of growing up. You know, that that's to me is not, it is what it is. You know, she made some decisions, whatever, you know, they're all forgivable. This isn't nothing that she, she should have ever been damned over, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm, I'm upset about him. Well, I mean, I, I know what you mean, but like, I, let's put it this way. You know, just, I don't even want to get into it really because it's just. Yeah, yeah, let's not do that. Um, she doesn't deserve that. Right. Right now, at this moment, she doesn't deserve that. Right. I mean, she's she's do, she was doing the best she could at the moment sure. to, you know, repair whatever image some people may have about her. Um, that being said, and I, I'm, I'm upset for her because she's so young. And so talented, man. There's a lot of people on that roster that wish they were Paige. And I don't mean like, like what I mean is like, just have that ability so quickly, you know, to be just what, what she was so fast. And so a part of me wishes that, damn it. I hope this is all just some bullshit, but I don't think it is. It's similar to the Daniel Bryan thing. You know, it's, it's similar, except she's even younger. Um, yeah, but yeah. that being said, the WWE has to make a decision. They've got to move on from this at some point. Um, I don't. I understand. I, I get your sentiment there. What you said about why they're may, maybe waiting to say, okay, we're, she's retiring, and that makes sense. Yeah, I don't really have. Yeah, they'll take over. They'll take over the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't have an argument really to be like, oh yeah, well, they should do it now. You know. Um, you know, if they feel like they need to protect their show and their business, of course. So it is what it is. I don't have a lot to add, man. I, I feel like Caleb, shout out. I don't have a lot to add because ah. I feel very in the same way that you do, except I'm actually a little bit more, maybe more upset because I've always really liked Paige. Um, and, well, and it's new. We've had three years to deal with Brian. This is new. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm upset a little bit about it, you know, because I've she's one of the ones that there was a long time for those of you who know me where I just really wasn't into women's wrestling. And it's oh, yeah. nothing against them as people, just a combination of maybe ability and the writing and whatever just doesn't wasn't doing it for me. And Paige is one of those people that brought me back a little bit, you know, maybe kind of think about it like, damn. You know, there's there's something here. We just got to tap into it better. The WWE needs to tap into it, you know, in a way that'll get me hooked. And they did. So she has a big part to do with that. And so seeing her with this situation really sucks. And, you know, but it is what it is. And you got to move on. And uh, all the best to her, you know. I hope, hope it works out in her favor, whatever the case may be. And, so. and I do, I do for, for the benefit of full disclosure, need to mention that while the situations with the company are similar, the situation between Paige and Brian can be more different because Paige was wrestling on borrowed time to begin with. Paige was never going to have a 20, 30 year yeah. career. She was wrestling on borrowed time to begin with because, again, you need to, you guys, listen. She has scoliosis. If you don't know what that means, it means her, her spine is shaped in the S. She was never going to wrestle yeah, that's correct. for 
as long as we may want her to. She just happened to not only have the neck, the back problem, but now her neck was affected. So yeah, she was wrestling borrowed time. I think yeah. we need to we need to point that out uh, for full disclosure because while this is a sad situation, a tremendously tragic situation, it was going to happen way sooner than we wanted it to happen anyway. Yeah, no um, doubt. I mean, I know about scoliosis myself because I have a mild case of it myself. So I mean, that's, right? That's reality. In your case, in your case is noticeable. Right. Like, I don't know how, and I'm not being funny or anything like, like, but you can tell, you know, that if you watch, you walk long enough, you can tell, well, yeah, sometimes it was back. Yeah. How she wrestled four nights. Well, before she got hurt four or five nights a week, she was 13 taken, but like I, I take umbrage with her parents. Every sure. parent has the right to do what they want with their with their kids. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that they're bad parents or this, that, and the other. I'm saying that if my daughter came to me and said, Daddy, I want to start training at 13 years old, I'm going to tell her, we can do everything else, but you're not taking a bump until your body is physically ready. Right. That's at the earliest, in my opinion, because when you're 13, you're bo- especially in a woman's body, where women's bodies have to go through much more than ours do as okay. men. I yeah. just, I, I just feel like, and I, for all I, I don't know if she had scoliosis before, or if that causes scoliosis. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm not trying to put any blame on anybody or anything. I'm just talking, spitballing. But uh, yeah, man, I like, I feel like, like the parents aren't responsible, but they played a part in this because while that might help her career, and she learned so much earlier than other people, you know. God bless her, her. Her career might be over. Yeah, you know. So I just I wish the best for her, man. My thoughts and prayers are with her. I hope she can make her peace with this, and I hope she look at what Corey Graves has done. Corey Graves took a situation in which and Corey loves wrestling, loves it. Yeah, um, yeah. wrestled in the Indies for a long time before NXT. Um, but he has taken the situation in stride and. Yeah, he, go, he understands the gravity of the situation. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah, and got a know? much better job. And got a much better job. And he's still loved, by the way. Corey Graves is going to be an announcer for a long time. Like, he may have found, honestly, he may have – he may be better off. I mean – He is. Like, what I mean by that is, like, he may not have ever been the big star in wrestling. Maybe he would have, but I doubt it. I'm not hating on the guy, but what I'm saying is – Sure. So many stars in wrestling, right? You know – the odds of you being that guy are slim, but in, in the announcing game, you're not dealing yeah. with as much competition. You're already on WWE programming, and he's so good at it. You know, like I yeah. mean, he's a natural Naturally. fit. Yeah, yeah. so like, so which could even know. lead into management. He could be a manager. Absolutely. You know, like it's so many things. Uh, Edge, and while Edge was ready to retire anyway, man, Edge act, Edge is acting like crazy. Edges out here doing CrossFit, like you know, like these people are living their lives. Yeah, like wrestling isn't the be all end all of their lives, and I realize it's hard to say on a wrestling podcast with the fan base of fans that are so diehard and don't seem to understand that are so diehard. These guys, this is this is alpha personality kind of stuff. You know, sure, sure. So, and and mind you, I'm not saying this out the side of my neck. I if. If I if I if I did not have the medical issues that I have right now, which I don't really feel like disclosing, but like I was signed to go wrestle at WWA four 
the uh, company, the old power plant that trained Heath Slater and Dante Fox and all these people. I was signed up for that. I was waiting on my ticket to fly to Atlanta, but something caused me not to go. I have went to Booker T's row, uh, rally of wrestling promotion and done fantasy camps to see if my body could hold up. I signed up my best friend with my own money and told Booker to his face, I'll see you in six months. Like, you know, I've worked his shows for free, cleaning up and, 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 and putting up chairs and to help take down the ring. Like this is, this is what I want to do in my life, but my body isn't, isn't prepared for it. You know, is my body just isn't healthy enough to do it. Right. So I'm not saying all of this, just as some fat dude sitting behind my computer, not giving a fuck. I'm saying this as somebody who wants this life, who would have this life if I was blessed with a better situation. So my heart goes out to them. It really does. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you want to move on? You got anything else? No, I got nothing else on page, man. I mean, I'm. It's, it is what it is. It's a shitty situation. Just got to... Chug through it, I suppose. And the women's rumble is still gonna be great. I think. I think it's gonna be awesome. Like you yes. said, we got we got a rumble. Uh, we got a rumble preview coming up next week, so we're we're gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun with that. Maybe Caleb and Carl won't, but I'm gonna have fun. Well, fun no, with that Rumble is my favorite pay per view. I mean, I love WrestleMania, but man, if there's one that I don't miss every year, I don't miss Mania yeah. either. But if you had to put a gun to my head, I'm probably watching the Rumble. I just love the Rumble. I always have. Yeah, we went last year. Yes, we did. That was a fucking blast. So I had so much fun. Yeah. Um, let's move on to some happier things, man. Because yes. this yes. this has been forty five minutes of just negativity. If you haven't already pressed the X or closed out or put it on pause <laughs> to cry into a tissue, uh, it's time to move to some better things, bigger and better. Happy things. days. Happy days. Happy days. Yeah. Um. So WWE has been on like. They've been on the rampage with signing some boys up. So yes, before we even get to the big four, yeah. they signed the CrossFit queen, Katie Casey Catanzaro. I think they said her name right. Who's a very big name in CrossFit, right? Right. And um, what's the show? American Ninja Warrior. Yes. Kills it, right? The best woman in the history of that show. They signed Kavita Devi, who was the first Indian woman to ever be, be signed was in the, the May Young Classic, who has, she's really tall, has a good size, and has shown she got some, she has some potential. They signed their first Arab woman, Shady Abessio. Yes. And they signed their first Kuwaiti guy. Uh, his real name isn't Jimmy, but he goes by Jimmy. Jimmy Nasser. Okay, yeah. Um, I may have missed that one, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Right, so these are some big signings for their fields and you know certain first, communities in certain, certain communities, right? Yeah. Yes. And then they go get the tag team. My boy Rosenberg messed up. Shout out to Rosenberg. <laughs> Not right. the, the man, but the team of War Machine, Hanson and Raymond Rowe. They signed Yeah, like you said, not to be confused with the scumbag yes. War Machine. The the good guys War Machine yes. that we and like. Also not to be confused guys. with James Rhodes. Shout out to Don Cheadle. Um. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna change. It. They're, they're not going War Machine. Like it's, they're not. They're not gonna be able to copyright it. It's copyrighted already. So it's gonna be changed. But anyway, neither here nor there. They signed uh, Candice Wrestling, Candice LeRae. Yes. And they signed probably. 
I know you hype. I know you hype. I know you love her. Who else? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you wanted to say something about her. But they also no, signed. No, go ahead. It's fine. They also signed the biggest free agent in the world, Flippy Trevor Mann. Mr. Well, no, he. Well, yeah, he's he's one half of the Flippy Doo brothers. Uh, I, know, I, know. I know. Yeah. Trevor Mann, aka Ricochet. Ricochet, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and bro. there's I don't, there's been I I never saw you've never seen anything necessarily official, and we don't have to get into it if you don't want to. But I've seen just a lot of it floating around that the deal is done with Ronda Rousey. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the deal. I'm pre- I'm almost sure the deal is done. But yeah, wait. But it's not official. It's not official. But wait, there's more. <laughs> They're also in talks. It's almost supposed to be a done deal with the former Derek Bateman, EC3, Ethan Carter the third, and Bobby Lashley might be coming back. So yeah. we might get well. Let me say, not say we. I might get the one thing I want to see: Lashley, the Lashley versus uh, uh, Lesnar in the Spider-Man meme where they look at each other like, "Oh, you're me," because Lashley's the black Brock Lesnar. It's the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, the Spider-Man meme. You know, yeah, I'm you. You're me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a lot of major signings. Like, yes, so it really is. And right before the too. Yes. With the exception of the first four I mentioned who are basically going to be in the performance center for three years, getting learning the business, which is fine. Sure. Yeah. War Machine, which will be changed. Um, Candice LeRae, Ricochet, yeah. EC3, and Lashley all are good enough to wrestle actual matches on WrestleMania. Right. They're not going to. Let's sure. let's, let's, let's be yes, real about no. this. They're it's too soon. Well, there may be there there might be one Maybe. of those that I could see it. EC three, just one. No, it's not EC three. We'll talk about it. Go ahead. Okay, but they're not. Yeah. I, I don't think any of them will, only because of how soon right. they're being signed. Most likely not. Yeah, and and sure. you, you know you gotta you gotta make storylines and have somewhere for them to go and all that that nice stuff. But still, this is major. Major, major signings. Let me ask you this, because uh, this is something I would like to talk about with some of the other social suplex crew, uh, crew members. The prevailing thought is that Two Hundred Five Live is dead. Yeah. On top of people thinking that it's dead, people think it's where good wrestlers go to die, right? Sure. I think, I think that a person like Ricochet. It's perfect for 205 Live, not because he's not good enough to be on the other shows. Ricochet is a great wrestler. Besides the flippy do shit, he's an amazing wrestler. Charismatic, fun, the crowd will love him, all this stuff, right? He's Rey Mysterio. He's a black Rey Mysterio. What, yeah, what, what are his specs just in, like, you know, height, weight? I don't even know, I'd like, say, the exact. I'd say 5'9", 195. But okay. stone. He's kind of built like yeah, Neville. Yeah, he's chiseled out of stone, bit. absolutely. Chills yeah. on stone, good looking kid. Yeah. I've seen him, but I just yeah. he's I didn't he's not six feet. Gaps, you know him and Neville are on the same on the the same plane, even Neville's shorter. Right. But yeah, uh they're kind of built from the same cloth. And Neville is Neville's phys- excuse me, physically more thick. Um Right. So I'm not saying he should I'm not saying he shouldn't he sh- he should be re- relegated to two oh five live. He's not good enough for the shows. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Excuse me. I'm saying that I think it would be 
more a bigger for him for the company to instead of being just another mid card guy who toils and maybe gets a shot to be the guy that saves two or five lives because the things that that man can do and the eyes that that man can bring with the foil like a guy like Enzo with some utility players like Jack Gallagher and Hideo Itami and Cedric Cedric, I was going to call him Cedric Entertainer Cedric Alexander um, and all those other guys you know I really think that Ricochet could be the Roman (laughs) Reigns of 205 Live yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, I don't – me personally, I don't watch a ton of 205 Live, if much at all. Um, and it's kind of sad because um, I'm a big fan of Drew Gulak um, and some other guys on the show, Gulak being a stalwart. I'm Well, you guys know me. I'm The wrestling side of things is, is what it is. I'm more into character, but that's okay. Um, but, yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. I think a lot of people – Feel like you know because of how good he is. Sure, uh, but they true, think but okay. that putting him on two hundred five two hundred five live is automatically a demotion. But here's the deal: it's right. Well, here's the deal: he's he signed to the biggest company in wrestling. It's a promotion. Um, I think the bigger the bigger issue with Ricochet specifically for me would be thought process of I think that people think that once you're on 205 Live you can never go away from 205 Live and that to me is is wrong like I feel as if let's say they start him out on 205 Live let's just say that's what happens and he becomes the biggest star on 205 Live he's the Roman Reigns of 205 Live he's the Okada of 205 Live whatever you want to say if he's Okada he won't lose for like 7 years Um, but that's not Right. Whatever. Right. That doesn't mean that he has to be stuck there. I and mean, we have to realize that at any given moment, someone in WWE corporate, whether it be Vince McMahon, Triple H can say, what, what doesn't it mean? All that? right. Look, main roster. What like, doesn't it mean that? Because like that's the case. So, it never would have got moved back. Uh-huh. So explain to me how it's possible when it hasn't, right. ha- hasn't happened. But, but right. I, what I'm you know, and I get, I get that argument, but what I'm just saying is obviously Who's in power, right? He's in power to make any fucking decision he wants to make. Whether that means Ricochet is so big that he's now too big for 205 Live, we bring him to the main roster. It's that simple. It's, I mean, it's really that simple. It's, it's a matter theory. of who's in charge and who can make those decisions. It's theory. That's it. It, has, it hasn't, been if you it hasn't finds, happened. It's theory. That? No, of course not. Of course not. But I don't want to also don't want to live on the fact that like, Oh my God, if he's on 205 live, he can't do anything else. Like to me, that's just a, to me, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Cause that's like saying that Rey Mysterio had to be competing for cruiserweight titles his entire career when he became a WWE well, no, that's champion. Different. You know? That's different because two of, they didn't have their own show. Right. Cruiserweights were just a, were, were another, were another division, right. but 205 live is its own show. It's not the cruiserweight division. Sure. It's the 205 live crew. Sure. Like the UK is a division. It's the UK crew. Right. The only reason they're on NXT is because they don't have their own show yet. Um, and the reason 205 live doesn't work. The real reason besides this time slot is be- because everybody does the cruiserweight style anyway. Yeah. Finn Balor's a cruiserweight. Seth is really close to a cruiserweight. Right. AJ is really close to a cruiserweight. Brian is a cruiserweight. Right. Like, so what's the, uh, 
Ambrose is, I think, 225, 230. Right. Not too far from Cruiserweight. So the best guys are doing the stuff that the 205 Live guys would do. Right. Well, that's why I don't see it as a demotion anyway, because one, I get it's 205 Live, and maybe they don't they don't get watched as much as the other shows. But in my opinion, if if, if at any point in time, whoever's in charge of whatever says, this guy right here, yeah, he's killing it on 205 Live. But we went out last month and signed Will Ospreay and said, he's now the guy on 205 Live. We'll move Ricochet somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Like, if Will Ospreay gets signed and they do that damn match together right. at WWE television, right. I, will, I will put my head against the wall. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, you can always find someone special. There's always going to be the next guy that comes along at some point. So Ricochet could move up, and he may not, whatever. You know, it's all conjecture. We're yeah. all making – we're just saying things. That's all we're doing. I'm actually sure, sure, sure. more interested in – my biggest – I'm more interested in Candice um, because, first of all, Candice has been ready. Uh, this isn't like – I mean, if you've ever watched any of her matches, Candice has been yeah. ready. Um, and I have no issue with – like, I'm not, like, upset that they didn't sign her sooner. Like, whatever. That doesn't matter to me. Um, By the way, I don't think it's because they didn't want to. I think she wanted to finish what she was doing. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, her husband is in NXT, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. Um, she just left a longtime tag team partner by the name of Joey Ryan, the world's cutest tag team. If you don't know, I'm sure most of you do. Um, but Candace is ready. And I think that that's what we were, we were discussing it earlier to go back to it. I think if any of the signings were ready, I, I could see EC3, but the problem with EC3 is the game how deep the, well, that and how deep the male roster is like, where are you going to put him like immediately? Like Candace, because she's so ready to me, can walk in to the women's roster on the on on the WWE main roster and fit. I, f- I feel that way. Sure. Like I, f- I feel like in the same way. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if she showed up at the women's Rumble, for instance, and she had like a pretty good run in the Rumble, which I'm that is one of my things we'll talk about on the Rumble. I have a feeling she's going to be in it. She won't, but okay. um, yeah, and I could be wrong. I, right, that's fine. But I if I if I'm wrong, it's whatever. But like that is one of those things. Like I could see it, and I could see her just transitioning right to the main roster, no problem. As a perfect foil for someone like Ruby Riot, you know, because Candice LeRae, when she comes in, in my opinion, should be a babyface. She's just like just like her husband. Like she could be the biggest babyface that the women's roster has. Poor Bailey. Like that's who we thought it was going to be for a long time. Like that's how I feel about Candice. Nope. You know, and no poor Bailey, but that's another. Well, you know, we're going to have a Bailey conversation one day. Right, right, right. Um, Candace is the only one, of the, only one that I mentioned of the main guys who I can guarantee you will be on NXT. Okay. Yeah, I guarantee it. I guarantee it more than Ricochet. I guarantee it more than War Machine. I guarantee it more than any of those guys. She'll be on NXT. No, she'll be on NXT. She'll be on NXT for about a year. And maybe so. And it's not that she's not. It's not that she's not ready. Is that they need somebody to continue to bridge the gap? Right. That could be. I mean, I, so. like I said, but I don't. I don't always just like consider the fact that WWE is going to make the absolute right decision at all times. So I mean, that's is true. That's always they do random shit. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they just do shit. Like someone like um, Elias is a good example. Who's I love, by the way. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't in NXT very long at all, really. I mean, he as as the Elias Sampson character, right? He was pretty much in and out, 
And here he is. Well, he so let me give. He was on NXT. He was, he was in NXT in the territory for a while. Right. He was on TV for a good while, for about six months, maybe a little long, maybe a little longer, maybe about nine months. He just never had any major feuds. Yeah, he, and never yeah, had he wasn't like match. featured in the way that a lot yes, of these other guys is, are. He just pretty much came absolutely. up to the main as a, and now all of a sudden, look where he's at because the potential was there. A lot of guys have seen it. I've seen a lot of guys, a lot of old school wrestlers put him over big time mm-hmm. as someone who could be like yes. serious contender. And so that's why I think sometimes WWE does random shit because you never really like sometimes you're like, well, why the fuck is he on TV? You know, we didn't see him on NXT Braun all at all. What's Braun that? Strowman never wrestled right. match, ne- Braun Strowman never wrestled match on NXT TV. Right. Got caught up immediately. Yeah. So you never really know. Uh, I think a lot of there's a lot, I think all those guys, like you said, it's big signings. All those guys could probably transition to the main roster right now. It's a matter of what do they want to do with them? You know, like where do they what want to play some and how do they want to bridge the gaps, as you said, things like that. What do you see for War Machine? And I asked that because they're a host tag team. Yeah, and the Bludgeon are. Brothers are getting they, the Bludgeon Brothers are getting a pretty big push on SmackDown. Uh, we have uh, Heavy Machinery. We have the Authors of Pain, who are an amazing t- tag team that still needs to be called up. Like we got a lot of Hoss guys, Hoss tag teams r- right now, and I'm just curious where do you think they fall? You know? Well, there's not a big like a Hoss tag team on the Raw brand. Um, I'm trying to think, honestly, like Cesaro and Sheamus are like the closest the you get. Though. In my yeah, opinion. they're big dudes, but they're, they're hosses, yeah. yeah. They're not hosses, yeah. So, you don't – that could be one falling place. I don't see it happening. Um, I feel like in terms of – you know, I don't I don't like to use the words pecking order, but AOP has been beyond time to call yes. them up. Uh, so, I feel like if anything, War Machine would fall kind of into the same place where they are right now and you call up AOP at some point because you know the tag team division in NXT like you said is is I mean you've got heavy machinery you've got TM61 you've got the Redragon fellows you've got Street Profit Sanity it's heavy too Sanity so maybe you do just call them on up that's the thing like the tag team division has been revitalized a lot of people don't feel like it is sometimes because they kind of stick to the main guns You know, like recently, especially you've seen the Usos, the New Day, um, yeah. you know, Seamus and Cesaro, those guys. So if you say, hey, let's bring in a few teams up at the same time and revitalize the division, maybe you've got something there. Especially on Raw, in my opinion. I think Raw is where it's where you really need it because right now the tag team champs are basically a mishmash, probably due to Dean Ambrose's Absolutely. injury, right? And then you've got Seamus and Cesaro – uh, the Good Brothers. There's like there's some matchups there, and War Machine is familiar with a lot of these tag teams. War Machine, I've seen War Machine wrestle yeah. parties live and in person. Um, I'm pretty, I'm sure they've probably wrestled many of the other guys that are already up there. I would imagine they probably cross paths with Luke Gallows and Anderson sure. at some point. I could be sure. wrong. I don't sure. know, but like you could bring them up. That's the beauty of these signings, man. Like. You can do so much with these guys. You can already throw them into a very crowded NXT division. You can throw them right up to the main roster. Like anybody, all of them, LeRae, War Machine, yeah. you know, Ricochet, all of them. I mean, 
So it is interesting and it's fun to kind of talk about it because you don't really know exactly what they're going to do here. No, you don't. Um, I mean, I can – well, hell, why, why not? Let's go ahead and make the assumption. So Ricochet, where is he going? Uh, if I had to pick for Ricochet, I feel like he's going to be 205 Live. I don't, I don't think he's going to be in NXT. I want him to be in 205 Live just because I think he can – save the show. I really think 205 Live needs to rebuild around Enzo, Ricochet, Gargano, and Ciampa. Rebuild right. around those guys as long as you allow them to eventually move out of the division. Because if they're stuck there, then yeah, I get the issue. But I, if, they, if they're if they allowed to eventually move out of it eventually, then yeah, those four need to be, be yeah. built around. Two great faces, two great hits. It's, same, it's, my same, it's my same thing with Neville. Yeah. Like I always felt like at a certain point he got to the point where it's okay. He should be out of the cruiserweight division. And that's why he walked out. So because I'm sure he thought that. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Candice LeRae, where's she going? Um, I know you think NXT yeah, and it, I really, I do, man, I, I, I think you're probably right, but I'm going to hold out hope that she shows up in the rumble at least. And if she doesn't, then she's definitely going to NXT. And if she does okay. open ended NXT, she could show up in the rumble sure. or NXT surprised or, Go to main roster. Um, War Machine. War Machine. Name to be changed. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever War Machine changes their name to, um, I think War Machine's going to go to NXT to start. I do too. I would say Raw, but the Revival's just starting to kick up steam. Yeah, with Revival back, yeah. I think War Machine yeah. would be it would serve them well to stick in NXT. Not serve them well because they're ready, but Wait. I feel like AOP, AOP should but get I'm- that call first. Yeah, but I'm tripping because one, I mean, War Machine, Hanson and Row, whatever you want to call them, they're hoss, they're hoss, and they look like evil people, but they're faces. Oh yeah. So they could conceivably go on Raw or SmackDown. So maybe Raw. Um, like Easy said, three and Lashley. Um, well, if Lashley comes back, I think he's going main roster. Uh, I think both opinion. of them will go main roster. Which show? Um. Lashley, I think, would go to Raw. I, I feel like he's the more familiar mm-hmm. of the group. I think EC3 will probably start out on SmackDown. You've got some, you've got some built-ins there with EC3. I mean, he's been he was in TNA Impact for a while, uh, so you know, I'm sure you know you've got AJ's there, Bobby Roode is there over on SmackDown. So, Ziggler. what's that? Ziggler, Ziggler, sure. Th- there's. You can EC three on SmackDown feels like a good fit. Yeah, so, yeah. If, the, if all those things I'm, happen, I'm which, whew, it's just crazy. But yeah, it's amazing. I'm worried about how the uh, character will hold up, given that the entire crux of the character was based on be- being the boss's nephew. Right, right. Um, so um, that's that's my only fear, which is why I think he may go to NXT to reestablish himself. Um, it but it could be. But if I'm him, given that the reason I quit and left was because I couldn't get past NXT then, don't know that I want to go back now. Right. Um, well, but yeah, I'm just conjecture. Him. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, I would imagine he's not going to WWE without an idea of what they probably want to do with him. Right. You and know I think he's in a similar situation like Drew McIntyre where he has – made himself big enough and bigger than Drew because Drew didn't do it as long as he did. But he made himself such a big enough name among wrestling fans and 
successful enough. I mean, he's a multi-time world champ now. Yeah. To where uh, he did what they always say do. If you can't, if you if you're stuck in a rut, leave, get bigger somewhere else, and come back. And right. I think he has earned the right to uh, t- say to Vince, "Hey, man, like I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I think I'm bigger than that." Sure. I think he's going to be fine. I really do. I I, I think he'll go to the main roster. I I, I don't know. I, and I think he's a good fit there because SmackDown, especially right now, that mid card of SmackDown is so muddled with just kind of to me. It's like maybe outside of Mojo Raleigh, who's made some improvements. Like it's very muddled with just guys, you know, like yeah. guys to me. And EC3 I disagree. Is I feel like he can come there and make a big difference quickly. Yeah, I disagree. I think there's too many guys, which is why it looks muddled. Well, it could be. I just don't know that, like, oh, you think about, like, you know how I feel about certain guys in that division. We don't have to get into that, but, like, yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of Bobby Roode. You know that. You know, not Ooh. not necessarily, the, you know, we're not getting into that. But, like, Roode <laughs> and, and Ryder and all those guys. And now you can throw Jinder Mahal. He's pretty much mid-card at this point. I mean, Ooh. A lot of those guys, Corbin, like what's he been doing? I ain't seen, I mean, like, yeah. So there's, it's a muddled situation. And I feel like EC3 is someone who might, might be able to stand out in a a muddled situation. He'll just get just muddled. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody's getting over in the middle, in the mid card. The the SmackDown show, while they do have a lot of good things going for it, um, it ha- it has some issues that it definitely needs to work out. Well, um, one problem is AJ Styles just can't bring in the fans, you know? Like, it's just hurting business. So, I just, I'm just saying that because of the whole Ginger Mahal thing that I argued. I understand, and I'm going to let you talk yourself into a circle. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just talking okay. shit at this point. Because even I have learned, don't come at the AJ fans. I've learned that. <laughs> hey, I love AJ. I just like to get on people. That's how I am. He's amazing. He's amazing. Um... So, I want to talk about one more thing before we just bullshit and maybe talk about some small stuff. But the Mixed Max Challenge, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. y'all forgive me. I got the hiccups and I've tried like hell to get rid of them. So, forgive me. Um, <laughs> the the Mixed Max Challenge has, uh, I think it has exceeded expectations. As of right now, as of this moment, 147 in the in the morning on January 20th, they got 1.7 million views. We got two more days oh, yeah. before the next one. That That's is right. an uh, amazing well, number. Actually, we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and all day Tuesday. So we got really four days. By the way, I'm just talking about on Facebook Watch. It's on the network. So right. We don't know how many, how many people watch it on the network. You know? Yeah. Or how many people watch the YouTube clip. On YouTube, it's not the whole show, but you know the, the clips. Sure. Like they're killing. This venture has already yeah. proved. Like if they don't do, if they, don't, if they don't, don't do anything close close to this, they've proven their point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I got into a little bit of a discussion with this on the anchor segment I did. Very short, two and a half minutes. Um, let me just say this. This is actually. I haven't watched just I haven't been hardcore watching the wrestling lately. I keep up, you know, I try to watch things that I feel are important. 
uh, so that we can do this. I haven't been on the pod in a month, so it's not like I missed anything that I needed to say to anybody. But um, sure. I actually went out of my way to watch this. For those of you who know me, I don't even have a Facebook account. My wife does. And she does not follow WWE. She's not a wrestling fan. She does not follow the WWE Mix Max Challenge. So <laughs> I had I told her specifically, I was like, all right, sign into your Facebook. I'm gonna follow these two things. Please don't hate me for it. And she 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 allowed it. You know, happy wife, happy life. Um, and so I went out of my way to watch this because I was very intrigued. Um, one, I wanted to see how it would go over on the Facebook medium, which I think, honestly, I think is there a lot of their reason for doing this, a very good amount of their reason for doing this, is to see how watching wrestling on Facebook will really go over. We know the pre-show for pay-per-views is is played on there. Um, so those mm-hmm. kind of things, I think – this was an experiment for them more than anything else. Absolutely. And so absolutely. And I said this from the beginning, you know, that first night it had 91,000 views, something like that. I don't know the exact number, but I it know when I was watching it. First I know that it had. About okay. What, right. When I was watching it at the time I was watching it, it shows the views in the corner. It had 91.7 thousand. I was, you know, at the time I was mm-hmm. watching it. So more went on throughout the night. Um, so I knew it was, I mean, it started off, you know, depending on how you feel about numbers to some, it started off sluggish. And I told some people, I said, listen, they're not going to base the success off this, off how, who watched it live, because that is not in reality. This is not the way people yeah. watch TV anymore, man. We binge shit. You know, we, we wait till the last second to watch stuff. We're busy. We DVR things. We watch stuff later. Some people watch stuff live. Some people don't, not to mention that same you already had a Monday Night Raw the night before. You had SmackDown that same night. You had the Raw twenty five that was being aired. There was all on kinds TV. of yeah, on, yeah. So the fact that it still managed to pull that many people and then to see how many people it's pulled since then, to me that's a proven barometer that the main thing here is that people are watching it. These these matches are a week apart. Mm-hmm. So you got 1.7 million views or whatever it is today with still Saturday or we are on Saturday, but it's late Saturday morning, early Saturday yeah. morning. You've yeah. still got all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday and all day Tuesday before the next one even pops up on Facebook. You still got four days of views that could happen. And by the way, good match. They picked a good match pairing like i said you had shinsuke and finn who had very minimal interaction in nxt Mm -hmm. they had Mm -hmm. they had the one big match as finn was on his way out um you've got natalia i know you don't like natty but hater right but natty is a good hand in the wrestling in the ring along with sasha and had a good pairing with shinsuke they had a good rapport yes i know and along with sasha who you know you know, so what if she ended Paige's career? And I'm just joking. Um, ah, ha, ha. Sasha At is Kermit still love. See people. At yeah, Kermit I know. See I know. I know. <laughs> it was a good pairing. The whole thing worked really well. And the cool thing about it is, they pro- I thought they promoted it well with the little videos and whatever. Like they're trying new Agreed. things. Agreed. You know what yeah. I mean? They're they're trying different things, different avenues. There were some people who were caught up on the. 
how the fact that there wasn't any intergender wrestling, I guess. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. Yeah. And you should. Shit different. Are you asking me? Yeah. Or is this just like, is that like rhetorical? No, I'm asking you. Should there be? Should Um, these matches, they they kind of, they kind of exist in their own plane, their own plane and kind of separate, uh, mostly from. It's not really canon. It's not canon. yeah. yeah. So should they I'm not saying that, you know, Braun should be running power slam on Carmella or some shit like that. But should there be more physical interaction? Because this this first match had a little. Uh Sasha jumped Sasha tried to dive on Shinsuke. He caught her. Um yeah. uh Finn uh no, Finn Sasha broke up the pin uh yeah. on Shinsuke. Um and he knocked uh, Finn off the turnbuckle. Yeah, when he was about to hit the coup de gras. So I mean, yeah. they had some interaction, uh, but should there be more? Because so here's yeah, go yeah, ahead. No, I, I mean I'm just trying to set the scene. You know how the world is now. Um, yeah, women are. For, this isn't new, people. Women have been just right. equal as men from, from day one, but the world is starting to understand that now, especially in sports and entertainment. Um, so I'm sure there's a big contingent of people that want to see that. Should they? Um, it's a good question. Me personally, I don't really care. Um, I enjoyed the little interaction they have. They had, uh, the rules were laid out from the beginning, how it worked. So you already know what you're getting going in, whether you, you know, and if if that, if it bothers you that, that much, at that point you turn the TV off, right? You turn the screen off, close out Facebook, whatever, go back to, Poking people or whatever the fuck you do on Facebook. I don't know. We don't poke so, anymore, bro. Okay, whatever. Like now, just now, Facebook listens to you and like random shit pops up that you're thinking about. But anyways, fuck all that. Um, as far as as far as it goes, it doesn't bother me. Um, I'd be interested to really get um, some thoughts from some of the listeners out there, male and female, because. To be honest with you, I feel like men are probably like, yeah, and women are probably like, yeah, like I feel like everybody's cool with it. But at least in terms of like the rest, like the wrestling fan, you know what I'm saying? Like if if they had an intergender match, I don't feel like any wrestling fan is going to get too upset about it, especially if you're like an independent wrestling fan because they do that shit on the indies all the time. Candice LeRae literally has wrestled so many intergender matches. Everybody. Yeah. Tesla so, Blanchard. like, yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. It's this is not a thing. It's not something that a lot of them aren't conditioned to. The casual audience may be a little bit different in terms of WWE audience. But I, my biggest thing, and like I've said before, is I don't think that WWE is necessarily against doing this type of thing because they've teased it a little bit. I think they understand as 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 we understand that they got people to answer to. It's not just they're not just they're not just answering to wrestling fans. You know what I'm saying? And I said this on Anchor, man. They're rest, they're answering to shareholders. It's a publicly traded company. You got to be careful with what you do. You got to be methodical. You got to be meticulous. And so I think that while I would be fine either way, it doesn't bother me one way or the other. I enjoyed the small interactions that they had. I thought it made the match more fun. Honestly, you want my honest opinion? I thought especially when she, when Sasha jumped into Shinsuke and he set her back down on the apron. I thought that was awesome. Did you see the me, meme? That was a fun Did you see the meme? I haven't seen I have not seen the meme, no. The, the meme said that uh 
Vince told Sasha not to jump. He's like, Vince, don't, don't, Sasha, you can't wrestle the men. And Sasha's like, I don't care what you say. And she runs and jumps into his arms. Yeah. Right. We know, yeah, have, we know I, how Sasha is. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't, that doesn't like, I thought that made it fun. I thought that was like a fun little like part of the match. So it is what it is. But I think that WWE understands it's a double-edged sword. You can please the fans. You can please your shareholders. And the reality is maybe you give them a little bit of both. You please your shareholders enough to where it's like, okay, you did this, but that's cool. And you please your fans just like, okay, there's a little interaction. It's cool. But there's always going to be people out there who are going to say there's not enough, not good enough, whatever. And I'm not – miss me with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to hear all that. I really, I'm really not. Like we could talk about it if you want to, but I'm going to tell you the same thing. You know, this, it is what it is. The business is different for WWE than it yeah. is for other companies. <laughs> what do you think? Not the hiccups too. You gave them to me, motherfucker. Sorry, man. Uh, it is 2 o'clock. I don't know. I guess we should be asleep. Um, so yes. I'm going to contradict myself because I'm going to say this and then I'm saying something else that kind of contradicts it. But I think I don't give a fuck. I, it's fine for me. However, even though wrestling, WWE wrestling in particular is an entertainment based business, it slightly ever so slightly in structure alone resembles sport, right? In structure sure. alone. Women don't play, women don't don't play in the WNBA, and women don't play in the NBA. Men don't play in the WNBA. Ronda right. Rousey doesn't fight Mighty Mouse. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's just it's just Layla Ali isn't fighting Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Uh, when Summer Rae was in the lingerie football league and like the best player in the world, she wasn't the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. You know, so it's not that women can't. Wrestle men don't want that to be the prevailing thought process. It's just that in every other sport, women face women, men face men. And I don't, I'm going to say this factually, factually, hopefully people understanding that this isn't, while this is a fact, this isn't my thought process on it. It's just, it's a fact. Men and women's bodies are different. They were, they were bred to be different um, from a, uh, from a genetic point of, from a genetic point of view. It doesn't mean that women aren't as strong, aren't can't be as strong as men, can't be as tough as men, can't be as fast as men. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the bodies were built differently, which is why originally every each, each gender had their own sports against each other. And uh, I think we should make women's sports make them a more bigger deal, so that this isn't such an issue. But that's another conversation. When it sure. comes to WWE, what I think they should do is either all or nothing because the part i have an issue with is you'll let the women attack the men you let them hit them i remember one particular match it was a mixed tag uh when the usos were still wearing the face paint and it was jimmy it was jimmy and somebody against i think it was jimmy jay and tamina against somebody some tag team and naomi and Naomi and Jimmy in real life were having problems. It's on Total Divas. Holla at your boy. And J- Jimmy uh, tagged out and tagged in. And uh, Naomi was supposed to leave. And she went and she heard come around with her, her husband. You know? So right. I think it's unfair that if you're not going to allow uh, 
you know, if you're not going to lie on both sides, because I think in this in this world now where people are finally accepting that things are, you know, equal, finally, only took a thousand years. Um, I think it goes yeah. before, goes both ways. Um, I understand the domestic violence thought process of the situation and all that, but if we're going to allow ourselves to believe this is entertainment value, right? Uh, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a comic book fan, right? Black Widow gets her ass beat by men all the time. You know, because it's not a man hitting a woman. It's a person in a fight. Right. So, um, you know, so it doesn't go both ways. If you're going to allow, allowing the women to hit the men without fear of repercussion and it going the other way, I think it's just as bad, you know, as, so either you should let both of them be able to equally go at each other or don't let them touch each other at all. I just, I just, we need to be equal about this. Really, truly equal. You know, everybody complained. Everybody right. always complains about uh, Stephanie emasculating sure. men and slapping them and nobody, yeah, and there's no repercussions. And that's a fair, valid criticism because not only is there really no no repercussions, well, except for WrestleMania's 32, she got spirit, 33, she got put to the table. Um, But because if this was 1997, Stone Cold would have would have would have would Rock would have rock bottomed her. Uh, Sean would have super like you know what I mean. I'm not saying that that's all great. I'm just saying it needs to be equal. And since wrestling has been portrayed more in the sport field, I, what I mean by that is it isn't wins and losses don't matter. I'm sorry, they don't. But I mean that the wrestlers aren't care anymore as much as they are themselves <laughs> they look more uh, professional they have more of a stri- striking and grappling background than the Attitude Era did or the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era did so you know when you watch a, a Finn Balor versus Jessica Nakamura match yeah, they're wearing tights, but you I'm sure you can imagine this being in a cage. You know, you, that's what I mean by it looks more sport. Um, I don't see any reason why it can't go both right. ways as long as you're going to do it respectfully and fairly. Right. Well, I don't think that um, – I can't speak for any woman out there, but I, I don't think that they would be upset with the man – Getting a move in yeah. on the female. I mean, some yeah. of them might. But the reason yeah. why I say we that, live, we live in the we live I know. in a world where. But I, I, yes. I think that if anybody does get upset about that, it's going to be more the casual. Because like, if you look at like um, most independent wrestling fans, most of them love that shit. The intergender matches, like a Candice LeRae versus Joey Ryan, which has happened, or Candice LeRae versus the Young Bucks, or you know, one of, you know, it's not. It's not the fans to be worried about, right? It's just, once again, it's, it's the, the people outside of of the company who will build yeah. this groundswell. What was the what was the situation that happened a while back that uh got latched on? Somebody, something happened. It'll come come to me. Forgive me if I don't remember by the end of the podcast. I'll tweet it out when I remember it. But something happened, and then somebody from the Washington Post jumped onto it, and it became this big. It had something to do with race or something, right? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, but it became this yeah. big article, which became this big thing, and that's what I'm worried about. Because let's look at let's look let's look at facts. Rich Swan can't wrestle 
wrestle right now because he's in litigation for beating his wife. Yeah. Right now, let me change. Let me let me let me correct that. He didn't beat his wife. Uh, he imprisoned her. Was what it was. Yeah. Uh, something like that. False imprisonment or something. Well, I don't want to put that wrong out there. Um, and Triple H and Stephanie have been very adamant. If he gets charged with domestic violence, he will be fired. Right. It is not. It's not non-negotiable. Right. This is. That's what it is. That's why Moose hasn't been hired because he has a domestic violence charge, a bad one on his record. Right. So if this is what we're mirroring in real life, then it's kind of hypocritical to say do it on TV. So, so there's so many factors. Well, that's like, and that's why I said before, like the way they did it to me doesn't bother me that much because I don't like, I don't have the issue like with Natalia knocking Finn off the turnbuckle. She didn't really touch Finn. She hit the rope. He fell. He lost his balance like they do in any other match. Uh, with, with, yes. with Sasha, she's basically saying, get the fuck out of my way. If you don't, I'm going to dive anyway. He didn't get the mm-hmm. fuck out of the way. You know, there wasn't any like physical violence. Uh, the closest she didn't go to you, kick him. She didn't go to punch right. him. She didn't go to do a move. Yes. The, the closest you have maybe is Sasha breaking up the pin, but that's more of a desperation. Like I'm Same trying match. to break up this pin. I'm not punching you. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So the way they did it to me was tasteful enough to where it's like, okay, if you're not going to do this, but you still want to kind of have interactions, this is the right way to go about it. I think they went about it the right way if they're going to do it that way. Um, and I would rather have that than just act like. You know, the men all of a sudden are like, oh, well, this is happening, and so we're out now. Whatever happens, happens. You know, at the end of the day, they're a wrestling tag team still trying to win their match. So you are going to want to try and do – even if it's so much as like, you know, a woman is like Sasha, for instance, is pinning Natalyan's match, right? And Shinsuke walks over and just like (laughs) pulls her off. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. Like to me, that's not a big deal because that's realistic. The goal is still to win. But I get what you're saying because yeah. it's you have to be very, very careful. So it's really tough. It's it's a tough thing to kind of to talk about. And I, I honestly, this is one of the reasons why I would love to get a woman's opinion on this. You know, we don't really we don't get a lot of their opinions on our show, and I would love to hear more about what they have to say because I feel like that is an interesting bridge to cross. You know, as opposed to just. Hearing me, yeah. me and you, who are two dudes, just saying like, bro, yeah. So let's hear yeah. it. You know, if you're a, if you're a woman out there and you're listening to this, please, we'd like to hear your opinion. It would be, you know, we we would value that for the show. Just FYI, throwing that out there, putting over the ladies. Uh, and we have some. You know what? Pretty pretty soon here, we'll probably have one of them on. We have some female friends that are very big wrestling personalities. I mean, Sierra. Uh, yes, is a, there's is a very a lot of personality. Know more about wrestling than we yeah, do, Christina. So uh, this yeah, isn't, yeah, Christina. Yep, this is not. You know, there's some people out there that they know their shit. I've there's. I'll tell you what. Just about everybody knows more wrestling than I do. So I'm. You know, I'm always open to listen to what people have to say. There's a reason. That's where I get most of my suggestions from. There's a reason you're the mark. Exactly. Absolutely. Um. Did you want to run in it, run through anything else real quick? I don't have anything off the top of my head because you know I've hardly watched much wrestling the last few weeks. But what do you got? Anything you got? 
Um, we we talked we talked we debated about if we want to talk about this, and we could give it a mention. But uh, Roman Reigns was named along with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Josh Duhamel right. by uh, arrested um, steroid dealer Richard Rodriguez. He's in jail. He's a felon. So you know, I don't know if we really want to take his word. Uh, but Roman does have a wellness violation on his record. Um, so it was, it, and you know, and it is kind of random that dude would name two A-list celebrities and a wrestler. And uh, not to, not to forget that Roman has come out and said, eh, about all this, you know, uh, he did not. spoke to Ryan Satin or Satan or I don't know if the fuck you say his name. I don't know that guy. Ryan Satin. Yes, sure. Yes. Satin, whatever. Um, so I won't say much about it because as you said, and as I've told you off air until I know something a little bit more concrete, I'm not ready to just jump into this topic. But what I will say is something that you brought up off air. I thought is important is that the the fact that he brought up Marky Mark and Josh Duhamel alongside a wrestler. Yeah. Alongside a wrestler is is strange. And so there's, there's smoke there. And whether there's fire or not is yet to be seen. I would just like to think that everyone is willing to hold off their, not necessarily their commentary, but hold off your judgment until the facts are yeah. And that's something that we as a society tend to struggle with sometimes um, is letting. Think, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, you know, we struggle just, with that. The whole idea of like, you know, we already have, chosen to have tried someone as guilty before the facts yeah. come out. You know, the, the court of public opinion, if you will. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And and IWC is anti-Roman Reigns. So this is a perfect opportunity for them to say, see, I told you so. To jump on. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, even though there's no proof, there's nothing. Yeah. And, if there, and if there is, you know, let's have that discussion. You know, but right now I think it's best to just kind of say, hey, this is out there. But let's not yeah. start piling on just yet. Speaking of if there is, I think I'm about to shout out somebody really random, but I think Tito was the first person I saw to say, well, maybe this was for his 2016 wellness violation. Uh, well, he's come out and said he doesn't know him, but, you know, um, that he already paid for. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't believe it's true, although it is random that he shouted Roman out. But uh, you 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 made the joke that what if he's just a a bitter IWC fan that hates yeah. Roman and yeah. is trying to fuck his career up? That would be hilarious. That would be some funny but, shit. I, uh, thirty yeah, for thirty was, material. What if I told you? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that stuff. Oh man, Roman has a fifty year old man who hasn't wrestled in fifteen years. <laughs> um. Also, bad week for the Anoy family. Jay Uso got a DWI uh, yeah. coming in Hidalgo, in Hidalgo, Hidalgo, Texas. Well, I don't fault him because there is nothing to do in Hidalgo. I say, what else is there to do in Hidalgo? Uh, Drink. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fault him for this. And as you said this before, driving. driving. Um, I'm gonna full disclosure. I have had a DWI before, and I was very young. I was in my early 20s, like 22, 23, and it is a humbling experience. And I don't know how old Jay is. I'm, I'm assuming he's around 30-something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hope it's the same for him. 
I hope it's a humbling experience. I'm not going to wish any kind of ill will. If something comes of it from the storyline perspective where they lose the titles, so be it. I'm not going to be upset about that. Um, But I just, I hope that it's a humbling experience for him and understand that you're on, like you said, when we were talking off air, he's on the road with his brother. He's on the road with his sister-in-law. He's on the road with Tamina. He's on the road with people he knows. A lot of people, not just relatives, people he spends lots of time with in the locker room in general. If you need a ride, go get it. You have money. If you need an Uber, go get it. I don't know if there is Uber in Hidalgo. There's there's Uber in Fort Smith. So there's Uber in Hidalgo, but yeah, you're not gonna Uber from town to town. But yes, I get your point. There are very, very, very numerous means, especially considering how he was leaving the show. Right. That's what bothers me. If he was at his house and did it on his own, it's still fucked up. But at least that was he would be on his own accord. Here, you are leaving a building where at least eighty people, I'm I'm assuming complete staff, of course, is there. Yeah. Driving to the next town because you're doing house shows. You. Get so drunk, and there's nobody you can ride with. Yeah, you just gotta make better decisions, man. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. And then, hey, listen, this is uh, these are things people learn. You know that you sometimes you do it because you feel like you're not gonna get caught. Maybe it's not the first time he's done it. It wasn't the first time when I got busted. It wasn't the first time I had ever driven. Sure. You know, like that. So yeah, maybe it takes that getting caught to realize you're not invincible. You know, yeah, it's it is what it is. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and condemn the man. He's by all you no. know, for all I know, for all I know, it's just a mistake. We're human beings; we make mistakes. Um, well, when you talk about putting people in Uzo Penitentiary enough, sometimes you get put in there yourself. Sure, sure. And if they did a rap battle today, boy, that would be a good one with the new day, wouldn't it? They'd have all kinds of material. Yeah, but there's no bar worse than things like get rated rated R X like your boy Xavier Woods. That is the that that is a shutdown, and Xavier came back nice. That's true, he did. He but but that is that is just dead. D e d. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I, we the the did you hear the bullshit rumor that Goldberg that did you pass trying to sign Goldberg? I did hear that. Um, How hilarious um, would it be if they signed Goldberg and Goldberg's first match is against Okada and he beats him in a minute? And a half. Well, I Okada? would pop. Yes, uh, I would move to Japan just to see the faces. That would be the funniest thing ever in history well, of wrestling. I'll say this: Goldberg in Japan would probably work out all right for him. Um, I feel no, like no, you don't think so? no. Oh, the, the whole point. The whole point of Japan is not just strong style, but they, but like they take it as a sport. Right. Goldberg doesn't wrestle longer than five minutes. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I wouldn't like, I would be, I would tune in just to see what happens with him. If he were to go over well, there. Definitely. You know? Yes. Go, yes. Fans. Goldberg is a draw. And so that's that the thing. Whatever he's doing. We're going yeah. To watch him. yeah. And you know, that's another interesting thing. Like, uh, you know, I know we're, we're kind of spitballing at this point, but like, Goldberg, like he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's going to be the headliner officially. <laughs> and this comes out right before that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and people are pissed. There are some people out there who are like, "Fucking Goldberg, what's he ever done?" And I'm just like, "How old are you? Like, did you watch wrestling in the late '90s? Because Goldberg was fucking huge. 
just because it wasn't WWF does not mean that so, Goldberg was not a big big name at the time. You know what I mean? High take alert. High take alert. Yeah. If you want to get the boo 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 boo, put it here. <laughs> uh, Goldberg is one of the five biggest draws in wrestling history. Yeah, no, I wouldn't even argue it. That's I don't know. That's a hot take. That's seems pretty factual. It's a hot. It's a hot take to fans because fans still believe bullshit like, well, AJ Styles draws. No. And fans believe shit like that because fans want their favorites to be draws. Right. That's okay. I got no problem with that. I have no. I, I really don't because I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. And I will. you could argue me to the death that Shawn isn't a draw. And I will fight you to the death. But at the end of the day, I know the truth. Shawn never drew a dime. And it's just it's just the truth. And I'm a, I'm a Shawn mega fan. But Sean wasn't a draw. Neither was Brett. I respect that. You know, neither was Diesel. Whatever. But when you're talking about draws, we're talking, and I'm talking modern era, so sorry, Bruno fans. We're talking Hogan. We're talking Austin. Yeah. We're talking Cena. Yeah. I want to give Rock the credence, but Rock was always there when Hulk was when when Austin was there. Yeah. But we're talking, but we're talking Flair. And we're talking Goldberg. Those are your five. Those are your five. I'll give you. I'll give you six. I'll put Austin and and Rock together. That's your draw. Yeah, you can do that. That's fine. No, Hogan, I agree. Austin I mean, and Rock, Cena, let's put uh, Flair and Goldberg. That's your draws. At at the time when Goldberg was at his peak in the in the you know late nineties, there mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan wanted to ha- wanted a piece of that, and it meant dropping that WCW championship. Okay, and I'm not, and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, well, Hulk Hogan is the greatest wrestling businessman that ever lived, but Hulk Hogan was not stupid, and he knew when someone was bringing in money, because he knew that that program, or even as short as it was, was going to make money. It was going to put asses in seats. People wanted to see Goldberg. They wanted to see if he would lose, how he would lose, when he would lose, if he would win, who he would beat. I mean that. You know, you say what you will about Goldberg's wrestling ability, but we can say this the same thing about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin at his peak was not mm-hmm. exactly putting on five star classics. Okay, unless you want to no, call and Brett and Austin, yeah. fucking whatever, but you know that what wasn't at his like. peak. Yeah, Austin exactly. changed his style when Owen spiked his head. It was it was he had to change his style. Yeah, it was mud hole stomping and a stunner. That was basically what it was. Probably, yeah. And much. so that you know, the, these got Hogan. I mean, we're talking about his Hogan, wrestling ability. Hogan, he can Hogan, wrestle. Hogan, Hogan's finishing move on WCW versus NWO Revenge was a back rake. Yeah. So his, his 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 front finisher was an eye poke. His back finisher was a back rake. When you're larger than life in wrestling, you don't have to be good at the wrestling. That is just I'm sorry. Like if you can do some True. basic things, you're golden, man. If you got the charisma, Caleb. Caleb is fuming right now, and he's not even on this call. Oh, yeah. I know he's at he's at home, just blood red. Don't even know why. So yeah, because he, he hates this. Long story long, if you are against Goldberg being in the WWE Hall of Fame, that's fine. But to say he's not deserving of that for what ha- his effect on the wrestling business, no, it's just crazy. You're talking crazy, man. Goldberg, I mean, I was a fan, you know, and I was a kid. I was a teenager, but, I mean. 
Goldberg is is directly the reason that WCW beat NWA. Beat WWE. He is the reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's the reason. It wasn't just the NWO yeah. because remember how quickly NWO got muddled up and cloudy, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm not even going to go that far. NWO was the was the antagonist. But the NWO had faced every protagonist. They beat up the Giant and made and made him join them. They beat up Piper. Sting. They, they Sting, they destroyed Sting. They God knows how how much they beat up DDP. The horseman. But it wasn't the, the horse. Yeah. I mean, Luke not a liver spot, not a spot spot. Yeah. yeah. Not a liver spot, not a spot spot. But it wasn't until Goldberg made this is how over Goldberg was. And and this is how smart Hogan was at the time. They said, fuck a pay-per-view. We're gonna put this dude over in the Georgia Dome on Raw on Nitro. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And yeah. Not only did he beat not only did did he just did he just beat Hogan, he had to beat Scott Hall earlier that night. Yeah, don't remind me. But yeah. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um the show was and then with and then with, with Paige and DDP, uh no, Paige and DDP, the same person. With DDP and with Carl Malone there and them giving everybody the diamond cutter on the outside to save go like it it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because i'm a wcw fan so to just like so was i you know of yourself goldberg's a draw goldberg deserves not only to be in the hall of fame goldberg damn sure deserves to, to headline it not to mention what is the hall of fame like to get all up in it, arms about it it's about it's yeah, just to, yeah. It's about. just to get all up in arms about who gets in there. I mean, I'm sure we could find plenty of people who are in there and be like, uh huh. You know what I'm saying? So, I, and I understand. I under. I, I, I'm gonna say this. I understand some fans being upset that Goldberg is going in, but people like one harder Bridge Bulldog aren't in. I can understand that. Yeah. But you also have the Bridge Bulldog is coming. I'm sure. I'm sure they're probably saving for uh, out of town uh, situation. But Owen shit would have been in ten years ago. His wife won't let him go in. So you know, it's not as simple as well. Just put him in. Put him. No, it's not that simple. Yeah. You know. So you have to put in the people that will allow. It took it took Macho Man so long to go in because his brother didn't want him to do it. Yeah, it's a, it's Macho Man's dying wish. Right. Macho Man's dying wish was that he would go into the Hall of Fame with his brother and his dad. And no offense to Lenny Pofo or Angelo Pofo, good wrestlers in their own right, they're not the Macho Man. No. And finally, Lenny Pofo relented and understood and put him in. Right? So he des- he was well deserving. It's not because of the Stephanie rumor, it's because Macho Man didn't want to go in without his family. So like this is real life to these people. This isn't just, you know, something that people just arbitrarily do, even though there is no rhyme or reason to it. This is real life for some of these guys. Sure. This is their it's, last it, it, round. Yeah, it's an opportunity for them to go out and talk to people and whatever. I mean, there's lots of people yeah. like like Coco Beware, like whatever, right? But, I mean, it was an opportunity yeah. for him to get out there and say but, what he but, wanted to say. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not. But I mean, Goldberg me, is such a headliner, you know? Like Yes. 
but you and especially with him coming back and being ingratiated with the crowd again. But you can't tell me that seeing Jake Roberts and Scott Hall walk up walk up there and and back to back and Paige and back to back to back years with what they've had to go through in their lives and stand up there sober and clean and healthy and express to the world how much they love the fans and they're appreciative of the opportunities they've gotten. Like that meant something to them. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, mean, you guys know, I mean, most of you guys know that, listen, how big of a Scott Hall fan I am. And, you know, I've kind of hung in there throughout all his bullshit, you know, and it was very cool to see him actually get his moment as a sober guy, you know, God bless you DDP for helping him. Um, same thing with Jake Roberts, you know, like that's, who was that's worse a, off, I would argue. Yeah, absolutely. This is, I mean, sometimes it's all they have, and I'm not saying Goldberg needs this by any means. Uh, he no. just he just had a run last year that was awesome for him, but to act like he has no business being in there, I mean, I'm just gonna have to go ahead and ask you to pick up a roster sheet of who's in the Hall of Fame and come back to me. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, like the dude, absolutely. he deserves to be in there. And it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to watch it. Like, there's so much shit going on WrestleMania weekend. If you don't want to watch the shit, don't watch it. It it really doesn't matter. Like, it's there's going to be lots of other guys that are going to appease people too. By the way, like, it's yeah. Go ahead. Go tell tell who else is going to be in it. I don't know yet, but that's you know, I haven't seen. Okay, I I've read the sheet. I I have an idea of who's going. If if it's off, so. The rumor, the the rumored card was Goldberg, the Dudley Boys, Bam Dudley's. Bam Bigelow, rest in peace. Oh, nice. Uh, Bam Bigelow, yeah, who well deserved. Yes. Um, uh, Ivory, even more well deserved, and the celebrity is supposed to be Kid Rock. Kid Rock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I I don't have no, I have no beef with Kid Rock, uh, although he does do some quite red state shit that annoys me but that's his right right um but contrib- contribution wise from a celebrity is right there no All doubt the music yeah. he's provided you know um but yeah you know but fans are fans are so and i i don't mean it in a negative way but so selfish in that they want what they want they like what they like and they believe what they believe which is okay it's where it's supposed to be it's, it's cool but this isn't a real Hall of Fame. Exactly. There's no yeah. merit that goes into this. It's simply Vince saying, okay, well, this guy deserves the honor because of this. I think he should do it's, – it's really, there's really no merit. So this isn't who had the best, most five-star matches in history. It's Goldberg was a damn force of nature for the five years, six years he wrestled. Yeah. Completely agree. Nothing so, to add. Yeah. More power to Goldberg. I'm, 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 I'm out of stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to end it if you are. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's send it home. Shout outs. Um, I'll go first. You can find me on Twitter at k e r v i n s m c. Uh, smash the like button, as Caleb would say. Anytime I say anything, I tweet a lot. You can find a lot of my opinions buried deep down in the Twitterverse. If you feel the desire to do so, um, if not, that's cool. Just follow me, talk to me. I don't care. I'm down. I like to talk to people. It's fun for me. Uh, that's pretty much the only place you're going to find me. I did kind of start doing the anchor thing and 
Maybe when I get a little bit more ingratiated with that. Yeah, when I get ingratiated with that, I'll, you know, I'll throw it up a little bit more. Uh, I'll let Rance hit up all the uh, social suplex stuff because he knows it all. He's got it memorized. Uh, I don't. uh, No offense. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Um, Glad to be back. Um, Please follow our established colleague, our smart Caleb, at SMC underscore Calby. Um, yes, we all have anchors. I'm on anchor under Ray Cash, no dollar sign, just C-A-S-H-R-E-Y. Carl's at on anchor under Curve, K-E-R-V. Caleb, of course, under his name, Caleb Baldwin. We are going to use this medium more, uh, because I, you know, it, it, um, I'm, I'm never want to jump into something without researching it. And it is a really good tool. Uh, shout out to Rich for finding the tool. Um, but, and so I really think it'll help us with uh, not just our thoughts on things between podcasts, but for information. So, yeah, look out for that. Um, Follow your boy at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Don't forget to follow our pod at the SMC Podcast. Follow Social Suplex at Social Suplex. Follow uh, One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Keep it a strong style like K-I strong style. Ricky and Clive and Ricky and Clive, you know, follow the click. Don't forget to find us at Social Suplex Podcast Network anywhere you get your podcast. Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Apple Music, uh, Podbean, which is where we host our podcast. Everywhere, you know, we 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 Spotify, maybe I don't know, possibly anywhere. Hmm. Look for us. We there. We get YouTube, holla at your boy. We are there. The next thing that's going to be invented that ain't invented yet. We're going to be there too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, yeah. You got anything else, my brother? Uh, not really. Just God bless you. All right, man. Y'all be good. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc